scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, but everybody else in between throwing it down. The Thursday night to throw down has a begun as we break it down. Thursday night football turned into a wild one, but it might have been one of the worst uh, games in the history of the National Football League. Nevertheless, don't be fooled by the 37-28 uh, final score as the Denver Broncos win their first football game of the year. 37-28 over the New York uh, Jets, who fall apart, although you can say the same thing about the Denver Broncos. It was a uh, battle of ineptness, and we'll get into it from a handicapping uh, standpoint a little bit uh, later on and moving forward as something's up in the National Football League uh, right now. 37-28, final score. The Denver Broncos uh, get it uh, done. We're talking football. Teddy Cover's going to step up and in straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Paul Bovey's going to join us as well. NBA Finals, of course, Game 2, and the Miami Heat already up against it, even if they were healthy, uh, which they are not. Uh, Gordon Dragic has big problems uh, right now. The old plantar fasciitis um, striking right now for Gordon Dragic, and Bam Adebayo uh, has a, a neck sprain, and um, basically it's a pain threshold uh, situation. We spoke to Dr. David Chow earlier today about uh, Bam's injury. And he doesn't think he's going to be out for the series. It's basically a pain threshold uh, situation uh, for Bam. We're breaking it down. Paul Bovey's going to step up and then kicking it in Los Angeles where we're throwing it down on the mightier 1090. Um, so we got Teddy Covers, Vegas. Uh, we're repping the West Coast here uh, this evening. Paul Bovey steps up and in from Los Angeles. Meanwhile, the Major League of Baseball playoffs continue, and it's all about uh, SoCal as San Diego a wild marathon of a baseball game with the St. Louis Cardinals. San Diego puts an 11 spot up, but yet they only won by two. Yeah, yeah, they scored 11 runs and one by two was a wild one. 20 runs uh, were scored. Oakland advances. We now have Oakland throwing it down with the Houston Astros. We're going to be breaking it all uh, down. Miami, Chicago didn't play uh, due to weather. They're going to get at it. Uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, move on. We're breaking it all down. Paul Bowley steps up and in. Teddy covers on the radar here this evening. The Thursday night throwdown. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Arenzi. Thursday Night Football this evening. Denver Broncos and the New York uh, Jets. Um, one of the worst football games uh, ever played. Don't be fooled by the 37-28 uh, final score uh, this evening. Uh, as uh, it was just a, it was three and a half hours of carnage, chaos, injuries, bad play calling, 
bad officiating and everything else uh, in between. As the uh, the Denver Broncos survive and get their first win of the season, uh, despite the horrible play calling and decision making <laughs> of their quarterback uh, this evening, uh, Sam Darnold starts off uh, the game uh, tonight uh, looking like a Lamar Jackson. And Patrick Mahomes, he rushes for a 46-yard uh, touchdown pass. Or I should say Josh Allen, actually. Josh Allen's the one who scrambles around everywhere. Um, so Sam Darnold's lighting it up early, but they are the New York uh, Jets after all. And, you know, it's amazing just how bad football teams do stupid things. Like the New York Jets could have won the football game tonight, uh, but they took like one stupid personal foul penalty, roughing the passer and... Um, you know, late hit, helmet to helmet. Like, you name it, they did it over and over and over. And and you have the Denver Broncos, who you guys have a practice roster quarterback um, on the field. You have an 11-point lead. You're an 0-3 football team. You sign Melvin Gordon in the offseason, and then what do you do? You decide to throw the football two times in a row on two possessions in a row, and it ended in the same exact result. Uh, interceptions. One of them was a pick six. And, and then they do it again. And, you know, it's funny because before the game, I said, you know, Brett Rippon's all right. He'll make some plays, but he's also going to, like, make a lot of stupid decisions and throw a couple of interceptions. And, you know, he did this at Boise State, actually. And he was playing against inferior uh, competition at Boise State, and he made these uh, decisions. And it's, and it's funny because you heard Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman, I don't know if Troy Aikman's got a piece of this kid's uh, contract or something, because Aikman pimped this guy up pretty good tonight. Um, but, you know, he told Troy Aikman, you know, what, what, what uh, they asked, what, what are your strengths as a quarterback? He said, well, I've been around a game my whole life, and I just make good decisions. It's like, no, you don't. You make horrible decisions, but your arm's pretty good, <laughs> right? It's like no, nobody ever has a uh, clear, accurate picture uh, of them uh, themselves. Uh, so, Brett Rippens ends up going 19 for 31, 242 yards, uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, but the ultimate uh, um, deciding factor was he got the win. Uh, the Denver Broncos get the win. The New York Jets uh, remain uh, winless. And honestly, at this point in time, if you're the New York Jets, and I know it sucks to hear this if you're a Jet fan, but if you're the Jets, then then really... You know, what's the point of even winning? Like, honestly, like, if you're the Jets, like, what are you doing? You're not winning the division. You're not, like, does anybody really think, like, I, I guarantee you there's not even a player on the New York Jets that thinks they're going to the playoffs this year. So, if like, you're the Jets, the least you win is probably the better. Yet, then they're going to find themselves in this Sam Darnold uh, situation, right? In which, what do you do? I mean, you know, and I... You got Trevor Lawrence, you got Justin Fields. You know it's all about Trevor Lawrence, but I don't, I don't even know if Lawrence is going to be the better one between him and Fields. We'll see down the road in the NFL. No one's a sure shot in the National Football League. Nothing's a certainty. All right, no, nothing, uh, nothing is a certainty. But Sam Darnold doesn't have a ton of weapons to work with. It's one of these deals where it's not Sam Darnold's fault, but it's not not his fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like. You know, Sam Darnold made that great play in the first quarter, and he scrambles for 46 yards. He scores the touchdown. And then also, it's the same Sam Darnold um, that, when scrambling, pedals backwards and, uh, you know, falls on his ass on his own. 
right? And like basically puts, you know, actually uh, their their field goal kicker saved them. Ficken was like their best player tonight. Uh, their field goal kicker saved them. So Sam Darnold is interesting. Listen, I don't want to debate Sam Darnold all night, but I'm just stating if you're the Jets, there's not even any point of winning anymore at this point in time. Like, does it really even matter anymore? Like, does does it really does it really even matter anymore? If you're the Jets, like you're this season's done. You're 0-4. It's over. You were never in this to begin with. And now the best thing you can do is basically stockpile the highest uh, possible draft picks and try to rebuild uh, this thing. Now, it was a crazy game from a prop perspective. And, you know, I bet a lot of props, and I've seen it all. I don't like being that guy that cries about bad beats and stuff. Because, you know, and Teddy, who's going to join us in a couple of minutes, Teddy is... um, Teddy knows about, like, what a real bad beat is, right? There's a difference between a bad bet and a bad beat. There's There's a difference. Like, everybody that thinks they lost by half a point or lost a close bet, that it was a bad beat. Now, that's not true. Like, that's not a bad beat. That's just reality. I mean, almost every bet is decided close to the point spread in, in every sport. So, I mean, there's a fine line between winning and losing to begin with. So, not every close loss is a bad beat. You don't hear me use the term bad beat, like, ever. I never use the term bad beat. It's just reality. If you bet every day, and you're you're betting on a ton of games every day, whatever, man, you're going to lose a ton of games by half a point. You're going to, you know, you're going to win by half a point. There's going to be, oh, it's just, it's that close. But, but Melvin Gordon tonight, Melvin Gordon's rushing prop was 65 and a half yards tonight, all right? Now, listen, these props changed throughout the day. Earlier in the day, it might have been, you know, 62 and a half, 63 and a half at some spots. But generally, the consensus I know at kickoff, I know because we were on the air, was 65 and a half, 66 and a half, all right? Melvin Gordon had a great first couple of carries. You know, he had like three carries, 25 yards out of the gate. Then, you know, he sort of got stuck around 38 yards. And then he sort of started chipping away as the game was going on. And next thing you knew, he was at 65. All right, he was at 65. Except Denver, despite the fact that Brett Rippon was the quarterback, kept throwing the ball often. Yeah, I didn't think Rippon was going to throw the ball 31 times, but he did, right? Like, and they were very aggressive with throwing the ball. So Melvin Gordon got stuck, man, at 65 for a while. Melvin Gordon got stuck at uh, 65 for a while, and then with about 10, nine or 10 minutes left in the game, um, then. Um, then Melvin Gordon gets two yards, right? He gets to 67. So he's over, he's over the number and, um, you know, barely, but he's over the number. But the thing is with these, you know, these props, like if you're a wide receiver and you've got a reception prop, like if, if he already, if, if it's over under four and a half catches and your, your wide receiver has five catches. They can't take the catch away. You know what I mean? He's got five catches. The stat is set. Like, it is what it is. But if you're a running back and you've got 67 yards and he gets the 67 and then he gets hurt. Anyone who's watching the game, you know, Melvin Gordon did like he tried to uh, jump over. He tried to hurdle over somebody. He ended up, like, getting injured quickly. He got back on the field. 
So I was like, all right, he's out of the game. But you know what? He already scored a touchdown for us. We had that on the prop. And we just got over 65 and a half. And it actually crossed my mind. I was like, you know what? If he's on the sideline, <laughs> it actually crossed my mind. I was like, if he's hurt, you know, the prop is already home. And he won't lose any yards, at least. But lo and behold, he comes back into the game. And he loses three yards. So he goes back to 64. So suddenly it's not a win anymore. So it's very frustrating to to have a win and then it's not a win, right? You, you say, all right, we won. No, you didn't win because now it's at 64 yards. Then he it's a struggle and then he gets back to 67 again, all right? So he, score, he, get, he, gets, <laughs> he gets another couple of more yards. He gets back up to 67 again. You're like, all right, all right. He's over the number again. All right, good. That was, that was kind of crazy. Then, no, no, and then and then he loses three yards again. Two times he went over the number, and then subsequently after that, he lost yardage. Portrait's late night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. Vent your rage. Trust me, I will. Uh, so we got a lot of uh, stuff to get to. Major League Baseball playoffs continuing. And uh, it's unbelievable, man. The Cincinnati Reds, uh, these guys uh, managed to play 22 innings and score zero runs. The Reds are done. The White Sox are done. Uh, the Blue Jays are done. Uh, the trends are done, if you noticed. All the trendy teams except for San Diego. San Diego strikes. Um, amazing. A uh, crazy game. A uh, back-and-forth baseball game. San Diego uh, really showed a ton of resiliency. Uh, so um, props uh, props to uh, them for getting it done. And I say that as somebody that had money on the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but we did have the Denver Broncos uh, tonight. And never in doubt. Easy, easy, easy winner. <laughs> Teddy Covers steps up in it. Never in doubt. Teddy steps up in it straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Sportsmemo.com in the house. What's up, Teddy? So you're a lot calmer about the Cardinals than I am. And I didn't have the you-know-what to take the Broncos like you did, so I don't have anything to balance it out with. All I have is St. Louis tonight, and I'm not enjoying myself. How are you, Gabe? My baseball picks, Teddy, could not be worse, bro. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I had a great baseball year. I might have had my best baseball year ever. Like, I was actually, like, sad that the season was over. I was like, man, I really got this stuff figured out. And, and, and playoffs come. I'm talking bad, 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 Teddy. Like, bad, bad. Like, I'm like, I don't know, dude, so, like five, five and 13 or something bad. Like, really bad, Teddy. My, my, like, I've been on the wrong end of every meltdown, every comeback, every, not totally. Listen, I was on, uh, I was on Oakland, but I feel your pain. No, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. My baseball picks have been horrible, Teddy. Well, 
let's start with this, all right? I honestly think that's inevitable because whatever happens at the end of the regular season when the postseason starts, it's a whole new season. You know what I mean? So when you have all of these good reads on all of these teams and you've made money with them and you're like, I got this right, I got that right, all of a sudden the postseason it's just like shaking everything up and rolling the dice again. You know, so a lot of times the guys that have great regular seasons will have a terrible postseason and or vice versa. If things didn't go right with you in the regular season, it's a whole new start to uh, uh, to, to to look at things anew. You know, there were just a couple of things, just mistakes made, Teddy, that, you know, like a good example. I like the Tampa Bay Rays. I think the Rays are going to win the American League. I think they're going to go to the World Series. Yet there I am. I bet on the Blue Jays, right? Oh wow, you know I think they're pretty pretty big value. <laughs> Chicago White Sox have beaten 14 Southpaws in a row. I'm like I don't care. Every trend comes, and I usually would ride that. No, no, you know what I mean. I bet I bet against it. You know, I did come back with Oakland in games two and three again, but you know, just some bad like, just bad betting, Teddy. Like no, I'm not no one blame no one to blame myself. Just bad picks, bad betting, bad handicapping. Uh, forced, and I'm betting almost every game. You know, there's a few I've taken off, but I'm like, and it's crazy thing is, Teddy, I'm not betting massive units. I'm not stupid, so I'm not like, oh, I'm doubling, not triple. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, systematically betting, and like, that's how I know how bad it is because I'm still losing a lot of money. It's like uh, Teddy, you know, you you live in Vegas, so you live in Vegas, and everyone knows, like uh, around around a casino, that the the um the safest game to play to get free drinks and hang around the casino and not lose money is pie gal, right? Pie gal, lost, dude. Yeah, all yeah, night. I, I all night lost two hundred dollars playing pie gal in like fifteen minutes. The lady actually told me, dude, I've did. never. She goes, I've never seen anyone do that before. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes very hard. She goes very hard to lose two hundred dollars playing pie gal that fast. I was like, yeah, yeah, just keep dealing, lady, right? Like. You know, one of those on 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 tilt, uh, one of those on tilt deals, Teddy. But my football was clear and concise. Uh, Denver Broncos. Um, we we hammered Melvin Gordon. I'm I'm big on these props, converging our fantasy uh, sort of DFS skills into fan, you know prop betting. So Melvin Gordon scored a touchdown. We had that at minus 120. Uh, Melvin Gordon to rush for over 65 and a half yards at uh, at minus 110. Uh, Jamison Crowder over four and a half receptions. Cash it, Jamison Crowder over 51 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Denver Broncos to win the game. Denver Broncos in game. I was ballsy enough, Teddy, when they were down seven nothing that I took them again at plus three and a half. I really legitimately nice. believe that the Jets are the worst team in football. Sure, I have them power ranked dead last. I have a big giant note, all right, that I literally have taped to the front of my computer screen that says bet on good teams, bet against bad teams. And on the bottom, <laughs> it says especially early in the season. Right. So I know what the jets are. It's not like I had any illusions about the jets. I know that when you have a first time quarterback who nobody knows that the opposing defense doesn't have film on him, And sometimes he has an edge that way. And sometimes he'll make a mistake, like throw an awful pick six, <laughs> you know, but uh, you can make up for it. Uh, there was no reason that I shouldn't have had the Broncos tonight, except for that I was just like, well, there's one reason. And th- that, that's the truth of it. The truth of it is that you were saying like, hey, this baseball stuff, I'm putting out too much baseball. I'm running through it. Uh, I'm playing every game. It's like right now is one of those times where there's a little bit too much going on to focus in on anything as clearly as you should. You know, 
And we all focus on NFL because NFL is what you're supposed, you know, it's the, it's the number one sport to focus on. But when it comes to really putting the time in, in college football and really concentrating and thinking about the NBA and really concentrating and thinking about some of this baseball, it's hard to do when there are all these sports going at once. It's not normal uh, for September or even October. And I got to tell you, Teddy, I, I don't know what your take on this is, but I think handicapping football this year takes more time than ever. There's never been as many injuries as this. Like, like, and people, you know, Teddy, the common man, like, oh, yeah, Michael Thomas is hurt, right? And they know about, like, you know, the the star player that might be out. But it's pure carnage, Teddy. I know, like, you study the rosters and the injury reports. Like, you know, teams are on to their third, fourth strings, not just San Francisco, but people wonder, well, what's up with all the scoring being up? Well, one of the reasons is... You've got a lot of backups playing Teddy on the field, right? You've got a lot of guys that aren't starters that are already out there right now. And you see it, like, in these games. And these offensive coordinators are sharks, man. They know. They're like, all right, they're down to their third and fifth DBs right now. Attack, (laughs) right? And they know in-game. You know, we were on live a couple of weeks ago, Teddy, with Dr. David Chow, and he, we were live, and basically another a Lion DB went down, and he even said, he goes, well, that's the second one of the day. And he goes, they were already on to their backups. And he goes, um, yeah. he goes, well, if Mitch Trubisky's ever going to mount a comeback, it's going to be now. And he did, right? Bang. And people have all, you know, they don't realize the intricacies of this, Teddy, but it takes a lot of time. You really have to go through the injury report. You can't just gloss over. This isn't fantasy football where it's just about Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. DBs, linebackers, linemen, centers, Teddy. A lot of major impact, um, like not big-name players that have big name, big impact on the game, Teddy, or hurt. You agree with my take? I agree with your take a thousand percent. I mean, if ever there's a year that you have to dot your I's and cross your T's, at, my, at least at my level of betting, you know, the, I, I, I've never worked as hard. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know that I have. Uh, at this football season, and it's only October first, so it's coming. But I mean, I rested up for four months during the uh, during the lockdown to prepare for this. I got plenty of sleep. I'm tan, rested, and ready. And I and I'm I, you know I, I signed up for it. But make no mistake about it, there's no way I would be betting any serious amounts right now if I wasn't doing the diligence because the the injury stuff, the COVID stuff, the uh, the the team focus or not focus stuff. There's information out there. You just got to dig for it. Teddy covers kicking it uh, with us. So uh, Teddy, I want obviously there's a lot of so much going on as you stated, but as long as we're on the topic of the National Football League, classic example here: uh, the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns getting four and a half points against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, fifty six and a half is the total. Should be an exciting game. We're seeing the Cowboys can't stop anybody. They're getting into track meets. Um, I don't know if Cleveland's figured it out or they've just played bad football teams, but nevertheless, there's a little more stability than there has been uh, there so far this year. And so they're getting points, but basically, like, no one's practiced on Cleveland. You know, like, throughout the year, if you look at them, it's like, yeah, this guy's got a groin. He's being held out. He's being held out. Very, very beat up, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yet a lot of them are expected to play. So we're already, it's just amazing, Teddy. We're only in the week four, and that seems to be a big theme in the NFL. Yeah, like coaches normally, remember, Teddy? You don't practice, you don't play. Yeah, you, if, if, if coaches have that policy this year, they're not going to have any players. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know no I mean? doubt. 
Yeah, yeah, like it used to be that way. Well, he didn't practice on Wednesday, so he's not playing. You know, you know, know he's not going to be. Now it's like if you got a pulse, you're good, Teddy. You know. (laughs) Well, sure, but then coaches aren't doing that tough guy routine either. But, but uh, there's another theory about why scoring is up this year, and it's a real. You know, I mean, it's based on evidence. So, uh, do I got time to get into it, or is that something we should do after the break? Yeah, we got two minutes, so I want to throw it up there actually about tonight's game. These like excessive penalties where I said they're just like calling this stuff to get points on the board. Like they're they're trying to move the game along because they knew these two teams were so bad. Are they not calling holding penalties anymore on the offensive line to get points because television ratings are down? Uh let's kick start it, Teddy. What do you got for us? It's the ball is this is the way the the NFL juices the ball. Okay. Uh, the the numbers are very clear. Holding penalties are down, pass interference penalties are up. Therefore, scoring is up, period. End of argument. And it's significant. You know, and from last year, from the last five years, uh, the numbers through the first three weeks were pretty shocking. Because uh, yeah, there's no one holding and, anymore, Teddy? Again, You're it's right. not like, any league-wide policy. Penalties, <laughs> yeah, it makes it, it makes it much easier. When you're talking about holding, uh, no holding penalties and third-string DBs, you're going to have offense. Oh, yeah, no, and by the way, go. no fans. No fans, hard counts, communicate, no communication problems. You don't even need the helmet in your headset. Hell, you can hear your coach. Before <laughs> with Teddy on the other side. Sports friends right don't there. let friends bet unders. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Portrait's late night continues. I am Renzi. We're talking with uh, Teddy Covers. A lot of stuff to get to. Paul Bowlby's going to join us uh, later on. I want to get to uh, some NFL uh, picks uh, with Teddy, but we're just talking about scoring uh, being way up, and everything is up. Like, scoring's at an all-time high through uh, four, three weeks. Uh, touchdown passes are done an all-time high through three weeks. Uh, passing yards are at all-time high, and overs. Uh, we've seen the overs, but the numbers are starting to be adjusted. I talked about that 56-and-a-half uh, there. So as you mentioned, Teddy, their way of juicing uh, things. Um, so pass interference, no holding, no fans in the stadium. Um, no fans in the stadium. Quarterbacks are clearly you know, having an easier time. Aaron Rodgers didn't hide it after. He said, yeah, that was a hell of a lot easier uh, than it normally is in this stadium. Um, you know, bad tackling, lack of practice, <laughs> um, you know, a ton yeah. of injuries. We could go on and on, but either way, it's just leading. But it's not stopping, Teddy. I mean, look, the Broncos and the freaking Jets just put up 65 points, Teddy, or whatever the hell it was. I mean, last last Thursday night's game not going over was the exception, you know, because uh, Jacksonville couldn't do anything. They were pretty awful in that ball game. Or maybe Miami's defense played good. I don't know. We'll find out this week uh, when the offense played the Seahawks. If it was their defense uh, or Jacksonville's offense. Uh, but, 
it's really hard to bet an under right. I want to see one of those 11 and three to the under weeks before I start betting unders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 They say, they say you don't try to catch a falling knife uh, as a team's collapsing. You don't say, Oh, here's value. You know, you, you wait till they bottom out. In this case, the knife is rising, you know, <laughs> uh, but I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to step in front of this train. Uh, and remember the offenses are just now getting in a rhythm, you know, Week three, week that's four, point. Yeah. that's when the, the, the good offense has really started to kick. And so you mentioned Seattle. I talked about the Cleveland game. Oh, let's We'll start on the Seattle game. We'll get back to Cleveland and the Cowboys. Seattle Seahawks going into Miami. So Seattle went on the road in week one, and they um, they, they played a track meet against, uh, against Atlanta. Uh, and, you know, they've been in one track meet after another. They had the Sunday nighter at home, and then they had the, um, the game last week uh, at home once again against the Cowboys. So, you know, they've been they've been in the Pacific Northwest for a little while right now. Now you're shaking them up, a uh, long cross-country trip, going into Florida, uh, early game. Uh, am I crazy for thinking the Dolphins are a live dog here, Teddy? I mean, you look at Seattle's defense, man. They're like everyone else. They're getting carved up. And I don't know, maybe you know, but I saw a stat like Seattle, like the only team in NFL history that have given up like more than 500 total yards in like five straight games and they've won all the games. Like basically like they, they're <laughs> defying logic, Teddy, right? With this stuff, like everyone, all oh, Russell Wilson, but they are getting gashed on the other side of the ball, Teddy. What about the fish is a live dog here getting six. Yeah. I, I sure don't like the looks of that Seahawks injury report for what it's worth uh, talking about banged up football teams. I mean, there's, no shortage of them, but Seattle on the defense side of the football is certainly uh, one of those teams. Now, let me ask you this as we talk about this game. Do you have any rules, like hard and fast rules, that you adhere to in the NFL? No. No. I think you have to adapt. I've got one. I've got one rule. And over the years, I, I, I think it's paid me dividends. And the rule is you don't lay more than a field goal with a bad defense. And then the addendum is especially on the road. So it's a one-way game for me. Both this one. You talked about this game. You talked about Cleveland-Dallas. You know, I, I can't lay with the favorite in either of those football games because we're talking about two defenses that aren't bad. I mean, it might be really bad, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, Cleveland has the better defense against Dallas. And if what we saw, and again, it was Jacksonville, but if what we saw from Miami's end, remember how much money Miami paid on, uh, spent on their defense in the offseason? I mean, they yep. put like $100 million into the defense, you know, or hundreds of millions of dollars. It was a, a significant upgrade for a defensive coach. Um, what I saw last week from Miami's defense is not something I've seen regularly, but if it was real, then they have the better defense against Seattle. So, you get, you know, in both teams are about the better defense potentially getting points. You know, I was going to say my one hard rule is never lay points with the Jets. And I took the Broncos tonight. That was my, that's one of my hard rules, right? And the Browns are actually on that list, no matter what. Like, yeah, yeah the Jets can't be favorites against anybody. Um, so, need, need to take uh, Denver. You know, one thing, too, I was thinking about, so Miami, and people were, and I was all over the Dolphins last week. And people were critical. People were critical of the Dolphins and the Jags were favored in that game. But you look, they played against the Patriots in week one. They had to be the first ones, the guinea pigs, so to speak. 
to see what Cam Newton was going to do and how McDaniels was going to run. Nobody knew what the hell to expect from Cam Newton. And no one knew what kind of offense they were going to run, what the play calls were going to be. There was no tape. There was no nothing. And they had to deal with that. Week two, they have to deal with Buffalo. And as we see, Buffalo's just going up and down the field on everybody. Uh, they backdoored it. They competed. Um, then they go to Jacksonville and they win. I mean, let's not forget. And I brought it up last week, Teddy, before the Miami game. I said two weeks ago, everyone said Jacksonville's the worst team in the history of football. And that the Dolphins are going to compete or be an 8-8, eight 9-7 and eight, nine and seven caliber team and complete for a, compete for an outside playoff spot. Two weeks in, you all got Jacksonville listed as a favorite. And I brought it up. I said, you know, Miami played New England and Buffalo. I tell you, there's a lot of teams in the NFL, if they played New England and Buffalo in back-to-back weeks, they would be 0-2 as well. So it is what it is. I don't think they were quite as bad as that. And as you said, I think they're starting to come together a little bit. Wide receivers getting healthier right now. I think they can trade points. And this, you know, listen, uh, Buffalo and Miami put up a ton of points. And can't you just see it, Teddy? You know, even if Seattle wins this game, it's due to some late heroics by Russell Wilson and not by six points. Sure, but, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the type of QB who can easily throw four touchdowns like he did against the Bills, and he can easily throw three interceptions like he did against the Patriots. I hey, he's mean, an older he Brett Rippin. will put balls <laughs> up for grabs. All he's right. an older Brett Rippin. <laughs> one, this is a I, – I, I, I watched – I've, I've watched all three of Miami's games actually pretty closely. And in game in week one and week two, their defense didn't force a punt after halftime, right? Buffalo scored the, the only, the only punt that Buffalo did punt after halftime, but it was on a, in an easy throw that Josh Allen missed. Every other drive was for a score. And the week before against new England, they had three long drives. One time they fumbled into the end zone or it would have been worse uh, Miami got the ball back at the 20, and it's scoring a touchdown off of that, which made the final score much closer than that game really was. Uh, but Miami's defense just could not get a stop the first two weeks. They they were awful, and then last week they were dominant. So, what's the real one? You know, again, I, 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 will we know if they're awful still if Russell Wilson picks them apart? That's the question because Russell Wilson's picking everyone apart right now. Uh, uh, he's a, you know, he's, I mean, make no mistake about it, he's a. He's a tough QB to, to step in front of. He's playing at a different level. He's playing at Mahomes' uh, level. I won't be taking the under. Is that sacrilegious? No, I'd is say it, Mahomes is playing at a Wilson exactly, level. Right? <laughs> I'll go the other no, way around. Well, you, Mahomes, did the, Mahomes did the sickest stuff on Monday night. Even Wilson's not doing that. Mahomes is... Nah, he's a freak he athlete. Was, when Mahomes is on, I mean, he wasn't on against the Chargers the week before, but he was on against the Ravens, man. That was defensive ridiculous. players. Yeah, defensive players t- say that. They, they say the thing with Mahomes, they're like, man, the guy throws it like angles that no one else does. So it's just like you think it's, no, we're good, but you're not good because he'll throw it sidearm or he'll shovel like he, there's, <laughs> he, he defies gravity almost or physics. You know what I mean? Like the angles, like he can stop and he'll go around his body or it'll just be a wrist toss. Like like you said, he just does things. Like I've heard every DB, every defensive lineman, they say, they say like, what's so tough about him? They're like the throws that he makes. They're like, you figure that there's no room for him, but he sees things other people don't see. Um, a guy that's really lighting it up in the quarterback position too is Josh Allen uh, this year. Still makes some dumb mistakes, uh, but... The production is massive. Um, you know, the Bills The Bills uh, offense has been great uh, this year. Quick take on the Raider games. I want to get into the NBA Finals uh, with you. I don't, I don't know what there is to say about the NBA Finals, to be honest. But Bills and Raiders, 
So big, big game here. I mean, the Raiders could get back on track and and be a three and one football team with the win, and that's pretty damn good after four games. Or the Buffalo Bills are going to be four and zero after this. Uh, so Raiders were on the East Coast last week in, in Foxborough. You're in Vegas. So what's your feel of this? And it sucks that the pandemic's going on because I would be there right now for this. I was planning on coming. This was going to be my first trip uh, to the stadium, and I was I was like, oh, perfect. The Bills are playing. Uh, but we, you know, the rest is history. But um, what, what do you make of the Bills Raider game? What's the word in Vegas? Yeah, well, I would have been at the Monday night game, so <laughs> against the Saints, and then and, and that would have been a lot of fun too. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I had Buffalo as my biggest bet last week. Uh, I had Buffalo as my biggest bet the week before, uh, and I had at least a piece of Buffalo in week one. So uh, the Bills have. Uh, it's given me a lot of heartburn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something about that twenty-eight to three score. Uh, yeah, and then and then the phantom, you know, the the phantom flag last week uh, to give me the win. Uh, again, I wasn't going to give the money back, but um, and I have the Bills over their season win total uh, as my biggest bet, as well as my biggest season win total bet. So you're 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 talking to a Bills believer. Uh, I don't like them in this spot. Though the Raiders' injury list is really ugly, I like their post-game comments. And Buffalo's defense again is not a defense at this stage that I can lay uh, I can lay points with. You know that defense been gashed bad two weeks in a row, and they won both games. What does this week look like? Yeah, you you figure it's got to catch up to them at some at some point. You're right. They're deep, you know, they have been ahead, though, in these games. So it's one of those deals I you know, I want to see. Because, yeah, the Bills' defense has kind of been a disappointment, but at the same point in time, they literally have been up. Um, they've literally been up by double digits in every game, right? So, and it's, they it's trailed. Like a, they blew double-digit lead. Miami led in the fourth quarter. You know, unbelievable. The Rams last week sure as heck led in the fourth quarter. Um, been a good test God, for Josh God. Allen, though. <laughs> it's been a good test for Allen. Like, it sucks, yes, but, but the but fact again, that it Allen came back last down week. incomplete. You know, Allen's going to get credit, but he threw the fourth down incomplete pass. Sorry, game over. Oops, miracle flag. Oh, touchdown. Now Allen gets all the credit. You know, that was a For fourth was down incomplete pass. For me, it was the face mask. I'm like, dude, how the hell you as the quarterback sure, get a face mask? Sure, he lost his mind like... in, that, in that second half. <laughs> you know, he but, but that's that. Josh Allen. It does, you're you're yeah. getting... You're getting a lot of good with that kid, and you're getting a lot of bad, and 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 it's it's pretty, you know, the the good has certainly stood out, but the bad has stood out as well. <laughs> no, you're, that's it. You're, you're exactly right, and he's got to limit those mistakes. But the athletic, uh, the athleticness is just through the roof. It's crazy. Um, so speaking of injuries and points and everything, and the ugly injury list. Holy crap, the Miami Heat. Um, you know, things really couldn't have gone any worse uh, for them. They get punched in the mouth as far as the game is concerned. I'm not here to make excuses, though. You know, they got they got dominated. The Lakers raised it up a notch, and it's almost like, you know, they were brittle and they were kids. It was like, get the hell out of our way, kids. You know, you're playing a real team now. Um, but, you know, we had Dr. David Chow on earlier in the day. He talked about Bam out of Bale's uh, injury and said, it's really a pain threshold thing. So it's not like... He's out for the series. Like, you know, it's up to him if he can suck it up or not. Gore Dragic is done. Or, you know, at least, you know, will be. We'll get Teddy's thoughts in our remaining moments on the other side. 
level one flew by. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Portrait late night continues. I'm Ramsey kicking it with Teddy Cover, sportsmemo.com. Of course, uh, you know who he is, damn it. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here. So, uh, Teddy, um, you know, I was sort of thinking, you know, the days before yesterday <laughs> that, uh, you know, the Miami Heat can match up and, you know, they may match up well with the Lakers and, and this and that and bam, this against AD and oh, Tyler Hero's not your normal kid and all that type of stuff. And, um, then as, as the game approached, I started to realize, I was like, you know what? Miami don't have a hope in hell in this series. I was like, they're going to lose. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just trying to convince myself here. But I did think if they had a chance of winning, it would be in a game one setting. Look, the Lakers lost game one in two of the three series. Uh, long story short, Teddy, I had the freaking heat in game one. It was an embarrassment and bad pick. And uh, I had the over, which was frustrating because that could have got there if the heat didn't get stuck on 98 points and missed a million uh, shots. And now they're all beat up and injured. They're getting nine and a half points. What's your take on the NBA Finals? So when I was watching game one, you know what it reminded me of? And I watched it live. You know, I mean, I'm old enough that I remember this stuff. Do you remember the Shrug game, the Jordan Shrug game with the Blazers? That was a game one, and the series felt over in game one when Jordan was throwing the threes in the first half against Portland. Yeah. So I had to go back and look. I'm like, because in my memory, I remember Jordan, like there was, in the sense that LeBron is just at that level and no one, you know, and AD is at that level and no one else is there. You know, even Jimmy Butler, uh, who turned his ankle as well. Uh, but I went, then I went back and looked. Uh, you know, that, that Portland won the next game. And that series was tied 2-2. I wouldn't bet the favorite tomorrow. <laughs> I can only bet the dog, but maybe the under is the way to go, you know, because uh, if the Lakers defense does what it's supposed to do and they don't hit threes at a ridiculous rate like they were uh, for much of, uh, of game one, uh, then uh, then the, the, that game will stay under. But Spolstra is probably going to try to run because he uh, knows that they can't score in the half court. Hard game. Teddy Covers. Time just flew by. As always, follow him on Twitter. Check him out. Sportsnubble.com. Wager talk. Uh, breaking down all the NBA games. Level one is done. Bring it. 